The 2023 Chili Bowl is in the books. We had a first-time winner, a four-time champion was back on the victory stage, and there's plenty to unpack from the week of racing, so let's get into it. It's Monday, January 16th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. From 2009 to 2013, a Swindell took home the Golden Driller five straight years, with Sammy winning in 2009 and Kevin going four straight from 2010 to 2013. Since then, though, a new generation of racers have taken over the Chili Bowl, and the Swindells have been much less of a factor. That is due in large part, obviously, to Kevin Swindell becoming a car owner and crew chief following his devastating incident in Knoxville in 2015 that ended his driving career. They've continued to fight the fight, though, inside the Expo, and everything just seemed to fall in place this year. A new partnership with Bertrand, the launch of a new beverage business in Victory Fuel, and driver Logan Seavey at the peak of his powers. When you look over the prelim night winners, three of the five led every lap in their feature, and those three drivers are who the Chili Bowl battle came down to. Seavey, Tanner Thorson, and Cannon McIntosh. Only Seavey uh, and McIntosh ended up leading laps in the main event, but over the final stretch of the race, Thorson was very much in the mix and maybe even a little bit better than CV. But the red and white 39 machine was able to defend the top spot thanks to decisions made at the right time and a track that took rubber late. Thorson had chances to move CV up out of the groove, but instead chose not to and eventually settled for second. And even afterwards, he mentioned his respect in growing up with CV for why he didn't you know, you know, get a little more physical there at the end. The victory was the first for CV inside the building, and the Swindell name was back on the winner stage for the first time in 10 years. Behind the top two, McIntosh grabbed the final podium spot with Shane Golubic fourth and Emerson Aximan fifth. Tim Buckwalter was the hard charger with a 23rd to 9th run, and Jade Avedisian was named Chili Bowl Rookie of the Year for her feature appearance and 18th place result. The celebration afterwards for the Speed Lab group and CV was obviously emotional and electric, and exactly what we watched the Chili Bowl for. A comeback story basically 10 years in the making. There were plenty of other stories during Championship Saturday, uh, including Chris Carroll's history-making alphabet run that started with an 8th place start in an N main and finally concluded with a 7th place finish in an H main. It was 7 mains advanced and 61 positions gained, which was a record for the event. Not bad for the micro racer making his Chili Bowl debut. We had two women in the feature for the first time ever, with Kaylee Bryson returning and Jade in her first feature appearance. And a hat tip to Tim McCready for a 13th to 7 run in the B, which he then followed up with a 24th to 11th run in the main event. Our guy Tanner Holmes finished the day with a 16th place result in a C main, very strong first trip to Tulsa and first real event behind the wheel of a midget. Uh, super proud of his effort. And the driver who I thought was the heavy favorite in Buddy Kofoid again. Uh, had crap luck on Saturday after that wall ride on his prelim night. He was involved in a crash in that second D main, trying to get into a transfer spot, and his day was finished. The most dominant driver in a midget all of 2022 and never had a chance to shine inside the expo. As for the reaction to the event on Saturday, there were plenty of track prep complaints, and the noise about the pace of the Saturday night program was again plenty loud. The Friday night prelim feature took rubber, and even with a complete track rework after the bees, Gravel and the boys couldn't avoid the rubber late in the 55 lapper either. Tanner Thorson was pretty vocal after the feature about his disappointment with the track conditions. Even with the issues, though, I thought the racing was entertaining. 
we had some lead changes, even with the rubber late, uh, you know, the track widened out quicker than I thought it would. We had passing, we had side-by-side racing. I have much less of a problem with the track conditions than I do with the run of show following the Saturday D-Mains. And even before we dive into this topic, I want it noted that we are very much allowed to complain about and not be super stoked about how the show runs from the C-Mains on. You don't need to have promoted dirt racing events or worked in event management to call a spade a spade. The tweets I saw from people who say we shouldn't complain about this are just flat wrong. We are allowed to both love an event like the Chili Bowl and appreciate it for all its greatness, while at the same time offering critical feedback and wanting it to be better. This issue with the pacing of the final mains becomes such a glaring problem because of how good the Chili Bowl program runs the rest of the week. It's a stark change because every single prelim night and the Saturday show up to the D's runs with such an insane level of precision and organization. So when all of a sudden the action grinds to a halt because of pageantry in the TV show, it's really jarring. And regardless of what some of uh, the people there want you to think, the massive slowdown sucks for both the at-home viewers and those in the building. And I know because of, I, I've experienced it. I was at the Chili Bowl in 2017 and 2018, and it was a problem then too. What other major sporting events consistently end at 1 or 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast? And it's normal. It's zero. And there's a reason for that. And the amount of people, including big media folks, who tweeted out they fell asleep and watched the feature on Sunday morning is just too large. That's a problem. The feature needs to be wrapped before midnight, and that is very doable even with the need for the added track work. And it wouldn't take a complete rework of the week-long format to get it done. They just need to be a little bit tighter after the D-Mains. I wouldn't expect much to change in this department going forward, though, because the organizers don't think it's a problem. And until it moves from being noise on social media to actually affecting their business, it will continue to go on. Feel free to drop me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are about the 2023 Chili Bowl. You know, whether that's track work, run of show, the racing, Logan CV, feel free to uh, drop in whatever your comments are. Also, big shout out this week to Ross Weiss and Jack Reitz for getting me video footage and photos all week. Those guys did a great job. Uh, before we get into the Wild West shootout, I do have an update today on the sprint car drivers who are having troubles getting visas to go to Australia. We already know that Aaron Reitzel's trip ended up getting sacked, but Sheldon Huddenshield and Brad Sweet now have the green light. And I believe that Sheldon is actually already there. I think I saw an Instagram story of his travels. I was told that Motorsport Australia got involved in the process and both drivers were approved, uh, approved to travel to the country. So we will see them at the Classic at Premier here in a few weeks. Hopefully this won't be a problem going forward for other racers that want to compete down under in the off season. All right, Edvato, over the weekend, we got the final three nights of the Wild West Shootout, and after winning the first three, Jonathan Davenport ended up going over and not making me eat my words from before the event. Friday and Sunday wins went to Bobby Pierce with Mike Marler victorious on Saturday. Davenport was very much in the mix, though, sitting on poles. He led a bunch of laps. Uh, none of the bonus money did end up getting paid out, but Superman did win the week-long mini championship. The racing was really damn good all weekend, including tons of passing, battles for the lead, big charges, plenty of slide jobs. The Sunday night feature turned into a three-way battle between Marler, Kyle Larson, and Pierce, uh, and it might have been the most frantic 50-lapper I've ever watched. It felt like the frontrunners ran the entire feature like there was 10 laps to go. So with Pierce, uh, Pierce adding $25,000 to his bank account last night, we got a uh, a few days off this week from late model racing, but don't fret, Fendered friends. The World of Outlaws season begins on Thursday at Volusia, and that will take us right into the Lucas season beginning the next week at Golden Isles. 
And even though we didn't see a Kyle Larson win all week, it sounds like we shouldn't expect him back at the Chili Bowl in 2024. He was in the broadcast booth with Flo over the weekend and basically said he'll run the Wild West Shootout again next year. He seemed to have uh, had a good time all week racing and mentioned how good the track was and how efficient the programs were. Uh, there are four shows on today's streaming schedule. Flow Racing has Super Saloons from Greenstone Park and Flow 24-7. Dirt Vision has the iRacing World of Outlaws Sprint Cars and Dirt Vision Now. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday out there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. We'll be right back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 